Welcome back. I'm your host, Gina Meyer Vincent with Exquisitely Aligned, and I am so excited and thrilled because being a podcaster allows me to meet some incredible people, and not just in my neighborhood, but around the world. Today, we're connecting with this gorgeous soul all the way in India, where it's morning by me and evening by her. Today, I'm honored and delighted, and I sit in gratitude to have across from me the beautiful Hina Siddiqui. And I just want to tell you just a little bit about her, and then I'm going to ask her to tell her, her, us about her. Hina, an Indian woman with wings. Just want you to hear that for a moment because it's so true, and as I'm saying it to you, I have goosebumps. Hina, an Indian woman with wings is the author of five, not one, but five nonfiction books, including The Multidimensional Success, Design a Career You Love, okay? Think about that. Design a Career You Love, and Secrets of the Six-Figure Employee with Zero Stress. If that doesn't give you goosebumps, I don't know what will. If there's one thing she could change in the world, and I'm a change maker too, so that's why we connected so well. If there's one thing she could change in the world, it would be how working professionals live and do their jobs. Hina teaches and writes about creating a life vision and personal mastery to achieve that based on the holistic yoga approach. And another yes to that, for those of you who know, I taught yoga for more than a decade and a half. She is a lover of yoga, guitars, trees, wind, and the food that her mom cooks. Amen to that, my friend. When she's not working on her passion projects, Hina spends her time reading, taking solo trips, which I think she just did one, chit-chatting with strangers, which I like to call my new friends. That's another reason why we get along so well, Hina and cooking her favorite kids, her niece, uh, cooking for her favorite kids, her niece and nephew. And I think I need to get an airplane ticket so I can become one of those guests at the dinner table. So welcome. I am so happy to have you here with me today, Hina. Thank you very much, Gina, for inviting me on your show. And it's such a beautiful uh, experience to be with you once again. And um, I was so much looking forward to it. And now finally, we are recording it. I'm so happy that it's happening now. So, so much gratitude. Yes, likewise. So Hina, I was a guest on Hina's show, and um, I think it appeared in January, if I remember correctly. But you could find it on my website. You can go to uh, listen to it. Hina is an author, a podcaster, and a coach. And at the end, we'll give you all of the ways you can connect with her as well as at the bottom of the screen. But today I want to ask Hina a few important questions. And I like this conversation to be free flowing because the last time we had so much fun, we I know. It was hard to hang up with you, honestly. I felt I could have kept you up all night. <laughs> so I don't think that would have been appreciated, but I felt we had so much to talk about and connect on. And so there were a few things that I had written about in our last conversation that I wanted to explore with you today. And first, yeah. 
if you want to give us in your own words, besides what I just read, who is Hina? What is she about? If you want to add more, because although that was lovely and um, brings me goosebumps, I feel like there's so much more to you that possibly in what, 50 words or, or so, it, it doesn't give it justice. So why don't you tell us a little bit more? Sure. I call myself an explorer because we all are travelers, travelers in this world. And I uh, am someone who does not uh, believe in the kind of safe and secured life. I love experimenting with life and I love to trust people, connect with them, just strangers. And, you know, at times I'm so much, you know, when I meet people, I meet them uh, with the perspective that I know them since forever, but meeting them for the first time. So this is like, this keeps me so much interested in life and meeting people. So I would say that I'm an explorer. And uh, you just uh, read from my bio that it's like Indian women, uh, Indian women with wings. So uh, this is something that I love to call myself because this this defines so much you know, and so well my freedom uh, that, you know, uh, I just love my freedom. I can't be that way, like, you know, 95 kind of job or uh, trapped in the society, societal ru uh, uh, rules and traditions. I just can't do that. So. I am here just a free soul, an explorer who's all set to explore the world freely. And and that is one of the things I admire about you. And I think it's interesting, you know, because like you, I, I love meeting strangers, yeah. you know, and I don't even consider them strangers. Like, like you, you feel like you know them forever. I, I, I feel like they're like new possibilities of friends or yeah. or guests on my show or I'm on their show or, you know, like to me, it's intriguing. Where can this go? Like this is another yeah. human being who's been yeah. to places I haven't been to, who's, who's tasted foods I haven't tasted, who's lived a life I haven't lived. Like I can't wait to get to know them. And for me, I feel like that's how I get to to experience the world is through other people. So you yeah. use the word freedom and society's rules. And you know, I am all about it with exquisitely aligned about, you know, not having to fit into those societal norms and rules, not having grown up where you live. Can you tell us what it's like for a woman like you to have grown up in India and, and also then, so two part question, what is it like do you see for now your niece, you know, with the different generations? And let's start there, because now I have like a million more questions, I'll write them down for you. <laughs> but go ahead, Hina. Right. I would love that uh, to answer that question. When I was growing up, society was very different. Um, you know, in India, uh, a woman has to, uh, has to follow certain rules, you know, it's always like I did one of uh, the 
post on social media today on on women's day and i wrote there my like you know about this and this is such a coincidence that we are talking about it because we have not talked about, about the questions that we are going to you know uh, cover up in this interview so it's like uh, when i was growing up i was uh, i was seeing the gender bias around me my family loves me they loved me always but uh, they love me a little bit differently than they love my brothers right oh. as a women i was supposed to be doing certain things like i was supposed to be nicer to people i was <laughs> I was supposed to, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like, I, it was not okay for me to uh, stay out of the house after a certain time. I was not allowed to uh, hang out with my male friends alone, unless it's in a group. I was not allowed to uh, do certain things that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. as a woman, of course, you need to, you know, follow the kind of rules and. Uh, follow what your parents tell you to do and stuff like that so an indian women uh, you know is protected in our society so we are not supposed to be doing a lot of things that men can easily and freely do and this always bothered me i think this is where <laughs> this is where my journey started like though i was not understanding it to the extent where i am expressing it right now the way i am mm-hmm. however it was something like inside of me from that point in time that okay this is not this is not okay i am not going to tolerate this or you know and then the journey started and i kept on uh, you know talking against it like okay why should a woman do this why can't a man take extra responsibility of the household if i am doing the similar kind of work as the men in the house uh, do why is it that i am supposed to come back home and you know uh, do a bit about taking care of them why should i do that so i was asking all those questions that my mother was not uh, happy about it <laughs> me asking such questions because in our society it's very different so uh, fast forward uh, many years like when i got stuck in my corporate jobs and then i kept on asking these questions to society to my parents to my family to myself that okay what is it that i want to do i want to live my life on my own terms this is what i was very specific about right so it doesn't matter where you live in the world it's like you can do whatever you want to right you don't need anybody's permission to fulfill right. your dreams to uh, to see the dreams and to uh, follow them so this is what uh, so of course the journey was not very easy and uh, <laughs> then actually started that when uh, i decided to uh, to not follow my religion Mm-hmm. right i chose spirituality whether because my religion was not uh, was not changing me it was not transforming me it was not giving me that kind of peace so mm-hmm. i started going on meditation retreats i started doing yoga mm-hmm. and uh, i started uh, you know uh, going away from my family at times it's going in the in the destruction free places there i got some time to reflect on that like what am i about Um, yes. what do i want from life what are my core values so when i figured that out like my core values are freedom and honesty right so if for example i want to say something and i'm not allowed to say that that's not honesty right, right. absolutely so, 
whatever i get to do uh, that is compromising my um, my honesty and my freedom mm-hmm. uh, it's not going to you know it it's not supposed to be going with me on the journey ahead so i made it very clear that okay this is what if i want to voice my opinion about this i will do that right so yeah. i don't care about it. so this is something like live an authentic life what i call it as that mm-hmm. just be who you are do who you, who you what you are so yes. uh, this this is the kind of journey that i um i'm so proud to talk about it and it's uh, again giving me goosebumps when i'm saying that because it was not easy at all right and it's um if i could just interject i know there's more but um i'm writing notes as we go and it's so true and i think that even here in america hina we as women uh, you know i'm 54 well i don't know if you know but now i'm i just turned 54 which is hard to believe but anyway i like to think i'm 45 <laughs> but uh, i just turned you 54 much younger like me <laughs> right exactly in my mind i'm even younger but anyway um you know it it still happens that you know we are thought of to be a certain way i love when you said i was supposed to be nicer mm-hmm. and it, to me i was going to ask you is nice does nicer mean that you're supposed to be constantly giving because that's what yeah. i think of it as nicer like yes. doing for everyone going to your job earning your income using your brain your your gifts your talents in in being paid and then coming home and wait on other people who did exactly what you did and you're like well who's waiting on me right <laughs> or at least that's what i'm thinking yeah. you know i i think it's it's more of a team effort and not um she's a female he's a male we do this for them i don't think it's about being a doormat you know that's what i see as being nicer that we give up parts of ourselves and we sacrifice things and we zip our mouth lock you know what's what's the thing in america we say zip it lock it and throw away the key you know what i mean and sure i use that on my daughter who's now 16 when she was a little younger and she would go on a rampage that was you know age appropriate but after 30 minutes you're like i can't listen to this anymore you know but um but i feel like as women we are sometimes no matter what country what faith what career or what family or what last name we carry we're asked to do those things and and you use the word your core values and being authentic which i call exquisitely aligned i you yeah. we're both in agreement on yes. that being authentic and it's hard if we do that we feel de- i feel depleted and i see women other women feeling depleted so kudos to you my beautiful friend for for figuring this out at such a young age and sticking to it knowing that your you value what did i write freedom and honesty and those are two things that just sound like oh that's easy but it's not easy 
it's not, not easy. It's not easy in a world that's constantly begging us to fit in, to conform. Well, Gina, a woman your age shouldn't wear her hair standing up. Or Hina, a woman in India shouldn't be questioning these things as a 12-year-old, as a 30-year-old. You know what I mean? Like, you should just be quiet, be sweet, be nice, right. and hurry up and get me a drink. You know, like, I'm teasing. Yeah. But, you know, and it's... it's um. So it's fun and funny that we are talking about this today, especially after you made a post that I haven't seen yet because I just, <laughs> but I'm definitely, I wrote myself a note to go look it up and share it. But mm -hmm. so um, first, did you have anything else to say about your experience? And then I do want to hear about how you see it for your niece, like how old she is and, and how you see the differences, or I hope that there are some differences. Uh, there's a lot of difference, of course, because uh, there's a lot of, you know, uh, I think, um, generation gap when uh, and after we did a lot of work, right, me, yeah. uh, my sister-in-laws, we did a lot of work. Now things are different, right? And I uh, would say that what I'm talking about is like in my childhood, about mm -hmm. uh, 40, 45 years ago. But yeah. now I... Uh, I'm so proud that my family supports me in my decisions yeah. and my choices because, you know, it's not anybody's fault. It's like no. they were doing what they had learned from their parents and their parents from their parents. So it was just some someone had to, you know, uh, uh, come forward and break that pattern. So sometimes like we women uh, have to take that responsibility too. Yeah. <laughs> along with a lot of others. So we are uh, there to, you know, to improve the conditions, life conditions for the future generations that are going to come up after after us. So my niece, like, it's very different uh, for her. But then uh, this is something like it had to, you know, uh, we took a lot of, lot of effort. Like we, we put a lot of efforts to uh, bring that on and to make that happen. And how old is she, Hina? She is now 11 years. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yes. And you use the word, you know, I think that, let's see, how do I say this? Give me a second. Although English is my first language, I sometimes struggle with my words. <laughs> I, I know the feeling, the emotion. But what I want to say is you were talking about, you know, there's definitely no hard feelings to any family members. And I, yeah. I understand that it, or to society. I feel like for, for some of us, I, th I think you're energy sensitive because we both practice yoga and yeah. we, we feel like you were saying the trees and the wind, you know, so you feel that connection to the trees and the wind. But I think also what some people may not understand or may not be able to express is that there's this energy when so many people feel the same way or buy into a belief being mm -hmm. that a woman should be a certain way or a daughter should act or there are these rules, societal rules, no matter what country, what faith, and you know, so forth, or, or nationality or family you come from, that it's very hard energetically. I, I think of it as like a magnet pulling everybody. And 
these things, because I, I too had a lot of questions like you. I think that's why we get along so well. Yeah. Is that, you know, like I think that we were, well, I'm guessing that you and I were similar in that we always felt a little different from the way other people thought. Um, I know I personally never felt like I fit in. Um, there are still times where I leave events and I'm like, okay, I didn't fit in there, you know, and it's okay. Like I've gotten to the point where I realize I don't have to fit in. I'm not, I wasn't born to fit in. I'm a change maker. I'm a mover and a shaker. I know you're a change maker and you, you have the courage to step up and to take on that role. That's what I think you were speaking to is, and your sister-in-laws to help your 11 year old niece to experience the world in a, in a different way than you, than your mom, your grandmother, great grandmother, all those ancestors. And it's not something that happened overnight because I've been doing a lot of investigating. This is like centuries old yeah. of how we as women were asked to be a certain way when it was okay for a man to leave the house and be gone for I don't know, hours, days, right? I'm joking, but you know what I mean? Without question, whereas a female, it's different. And it, it's it's different in so many um, cultures. And I think it's happening because I love talking to people around the world, everywhere, you know, in some places more dramatic than others. And it's us finding our, our, our own core values, like you said, and, and what did you say? Freedom and honesty are huge and just amazing. Amazing is not the right word, but what core values, Hina? Those are like the two that are, they steal my, my breath away. I don't even have words. So kudos to you for understanding that and coming to that place. Um, I do want to speak to you, so I'm going to let you choose what's next because you can put it how it ties best. I wanted to dis today discuss spirituality with you, which you mentioned, and also um, leaving the corporate world, which we just mentioned. So if you want to pick which one you want to do first or how it ties in because you know your journey better than I, but um, I just find you so fascinating and um, and enlightening, very, very enlightening. Thank you very much, Gina. And uh, this is like, I I would love to say that we we gel, uh, you know, so well, because we are uh, standing on the same kind of ground. So yes, I would like to talk about my corporate journey first, because spirituality, you know, uh, took shape after that. I was stuck in my corporate job because as happens, like, you know, in the society that we uh, we get educated, um, in the hope that we'll get a job one day and we'll start earning and we'll start, uh, you know, uh, growing in uh, the corporate ladders, uh, climbing that. So I started working in my corporate jobs and then I realized that I was not born for this because I, as my core values are, you know, the first is free freedom, I said, so I cannot be boxed in nine to five jobs. Like I hated monotony and uh, when I had to do a certain kind of work the entire day it it used to drain me and then mm -hmm. I became 
became uh, very soon a job hopper. I just, you know, hopped one job to another job to another job. And again, people started saying that, okay, she's good for nothing. She does not take her career seriously. She's not going to do anything. And I understand that because, you know, a deep uh, kind of... Uh, uh, a massive something was happening inside of me that, okay, fine, what is it that I want, right? What is it that's not uh, going well in my world? Mm -hmm. So then uh, after changing uh, a few careers, <laughs> and a lot of jobs, uh, I realized that, okay, fine, I, now I want, I love languages. So I would like, like to, uh, you know, join my French classes. And I did, uh, Alliance Francis, I went until um, uh, B2 level. And then I went to France, I went to a French school there. And it was, uh, it was lovely that though my parents were not very, you know, uh, very kind of supportive <laughs> about it, because they said, okay, a, a girl alone is going like, you know, into a different country where we don't know anybody. So that sense of protection they, they had. Yeah. So then I, I went there, I stayed there, and then I came back. I was very different then because by then I actually had explored a lot of places on my own. So uh, then I, you know, did my last job. That was um, that was uh, in French translation and interpretation. It, it was a French multinational company in India. And I was an, on contract for a year. And then when I was about to leave, the contract got over the HR director. She was a good friend. And she said, would you like to uh, renew your contract? I said, no, I have plans. And I do not know what plans I have. <laughs> but I do not want to be boxed, you know, in that. Uh, <laughs> you knew your plan didn't include the desk, right? <laughs> Right. And then I I just uh, finished that contract and then I, I did that train the trainer uh, training. Uh, and from there, like um, I, I started writing my first book and from there, the corporate journey started. So spirituality was something like as I was so much into personal development and growth is, uh, you know, that's also one of my values. And uh I always, uh, you know, believe in growing, growing and growing some more. So uh, it's a spiritual value. And of course, every kind of any kind of growth and every kind of growth is a spiritual growth. Yeah. So there I realized that, OK, um, what is coming in my way? <laughs> so then I realized that, OK, uh, religion is something that's holding me back. I am supposed to. OK, this is something that I want to do. But my religion says that, OK, this is doing so there. It was like, you know, the conflict. So then I wrote, I read a book. It was a wonderful book that uh, showed me the path that uh, what uh, every religion is saying that come in my come in in our umbrella and you will be saved from hell. <laughs> right. And this was something ridiculous. I was trying to who to believe and who not. <laughs> Who's saying right? Who's saying you know? Uh, so I, I just uh, <laughs> that book was uh, an eye-opening experience for me, and then I realized, okay, fine, let me just choose my own path. Let me choose my own way, and then I chose spirituality over religion. Uh, so it was difficult for my family to understand it, to the extended family to understand it. That's completely okay and normal, uh, right? But. What uh, my spirituality, you know, uh, 
made me. My religion could not. So that's why where the spirituality came into picture. And I, I did Vipassana 10 days retreat, uh, silent retreats where we are, you know, uh, we are robbed of our, our money, our uh, phone and everything. Like you just go there as you don't know any, anybody in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have any identity. You just are alone in the world. So there I stayed there for 10 days and I cried a lot. Uh, I healed myself a lot, you know, and then I there's lots of self-realization that I had during those times. And then again, I, I kept on uh, traveling solo, meeting people, very, very uh, interesting people and everything was changed then. So now I think that when I look back into my life, it's beautiful experience. And what whatever happened, it had to happen to make me who I am today. I'm not talking about any kind of, you know, a level of measurement of success or anything, but the way I feel uh, within myself that I'm aligned, that you, your, your beautiful uh, concept, exquisitely aligned. So I feel uh, in that alignment with who I am and what, uh, of course, it's a lifelong journey. It, it's not going to end until I'm alive. Uh, but I'm open to that. Um, so far, so good. I am loving everything that's happening around me. Yes. And I, it shows Hina in your, um, it radiates through, like for me, when I met you uh, the last time as a guest on your show, for me, it shows that you're very much I like to say we come home to being ourselves versus looking on the outside. I think that it's easy for me to say because I've seen it happen that when we are seeking answers, we tend to look outside of ourselves when really what's missing is us, right? And and I th for me, that's the spiritual journey that we come home to being ourselves in a world that begs us to be something other than what we yeah. are, you know, like being nicer. I don't know, seeing, sitting here across from you as authentically as you're appearing today, I think is the nicest, most loving, most big hearted person I could ever have wished for. You know what I'm saying? Versus fitting in that box, you know, of being, well, what is nice? Because I think that would take away your fire and have broken your wings, you know, like, and, and with those wings. So I wanted, one of the other things that you just said a little bit back was about, um, you know, having a voice. I forgot the way you said it, but to me, I heard, you know, have, giving a voice and sharing. And I believe that when we are exquisitely aligned or when we come to our realization of what are our own core values. What do I stand for? What do I believe in? And how do I stay with that and not be pulled by that big magnet, what I call society norms yeah. or the one size fits all life. And, you know, being able to remain there like you do is work. And then being able to give it a voice. So I have, again, a two-part question. How do you stay there, Hina? How do you find your place in remaining grounded in your core beliefs so that you can be authentically you? And then um, I'd love to hear about 
you giving a voice through your books, through your podcasts, through all the things that you offer. So. Um, I love this question that it's very difficult to stay grounded when the, uh, the entire world is, you know, asking you to be someone else that you are not. <laughs> so, so it was definitely difficult. But when you are so firm and, you know, in your awareness that, okay, I think this is all the awareness game. We all have those special gifts. We all are very individual, unique souls. But then we have those layers of thick layers of dust and, you know, illusion that uh, that cover us. And we actually lose touch with from our, our, our own self. So it just happened that because I was very firm in my awareness that, okay, this is what I want and I'm not going to give up. I'm going to take my think, whatever I'm here to like, you know, the kind of lessons that I'm here to learn, the kind of work that I am here to do, the kind of life that I want to experience, right? So I'm just going to experience all that and I'm not going to settle. So here I would like to say something, which is like we are told, we are taught by the society to settle uh, for anything that we get, right? To, to be specific uh, for anything is, uh, it it uh, makes us look like uh, uh, insensitive or mm -hmm. demanding, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you need to be specific about what is it that you really want. Otherwise, you would not you would keep on settling, right, for whatever comes your way. So then I realized that, okay, fine, this is not working. This is not working. This is not working. So this is how I, how can I change change that? How can I transform that uh, mm -hmm. to, to the extent where I accept it, right? So this journey, once you get that awareness that, okay, fine, this is my life. This is what I, this is how I want to live then it's easy to stay grounded uh, because uh, then you have that solid motivation and inspiration and foundation on which you can walk uh, your way. So this is something that kept me grounded, my spirituality, which is um, I, I know that you are a very spiritual person too. So spirituality is something that we are blessed to have. Uh, you know, I'm so grateful to the universe that choose uh, it chose us to uh, to do this specific kind of work and gave us that awareness and yes. uh, uh, you know that calling that we could actually listen yes. you know <laughs> because everybody is uh, everybody gets that calling i am sure yes. that in, because when you came on my show last time, we talked about your husband and uh, mm -hmm. the kind of calling that you got, right? So we all get those kind of callings, mm -hmm. but then very few people are able to listen to that mm -hmm. calling mm -hmm. and transform life. Otherwise, we just you know keep on uh, going and things things uh, keep happening to us, and we. And we, you know, we reach to the end of our lives and then it's finished. So it doesn't have to be that way. Like we don't need to regret that. Okay. We could not live our life. So whenever we get that calling and we listen to that and we change the path and then we get there easily. Right. So once you get started on the path, then everything is easier, isn't it? Yes. And I agree that there were so many words in there that I agreed with that I wrote notes, but, um, I do agree with being very specific. Um, and I think that spirituality definitely helps ground us. Um, yeah. And it's, it is always a journey. 
Um, I think that there are sometimes the naysayers. Is that a word you're familiar with? Um, yeah. Right. That want to pull us from the path that we're on, that we know is ours. We see our name all over it in neon. Mine has glitter because I like sparkle, um, you know, but it, it could be covered in roses. It could be tulips. I don't know. It could be the trees and the wind blowing you that in that direction, right? And um, we have to be able to, I think, sometimes know when to speak and when to be quiet, you know, and that was something hard a hard lesson for me because I was always ready to speak. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, and give me a microphone and I speak longer. But um, I learned that there were some people, some naysayers I didn't need to speak to because it wasn't worth my time right. or my energy, which are two resources yeah. that is part of what I, in my core values, what I value are my time, my money, and my energy. And if somebody is not in the place where they are ready to support me, that's okay. But I don't need to spend time trying to convince them. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're nodding your head. Um, and so have you along your journey, I know we heard some about naysayers, but have there been now with you with having a podcast um, well, what was the other part of the question now? I forgot what I asked you because I made it two parts and I got so excited about what you said. Was there more that you were going to say before I ask you another question? <laughs> no, I was done with that. And okay. this is like how I stayed grounded in my what yeah. belief that, you know, um, I had and how could I stay grounded on those beliefs on this path? I think that was the question. Yes. And then I know what I was going to ask you next was your feeling called. So for me, I like to describe it as there are many women in the world, around the world, the world over, however you want to say it, who are lying in bed at night. They've mm -hmm. done everything they knew they had on their list. And um, Hina, I don't know if you know this about me, but I am a paper person. I like to touch things. Mm -hmm. And so I write my lists on paper and I cross them off very happily as I get them done. And I add, as I cr cross off one thing, I add 10 more, you know, because I like to dream big about what I'm here to accomplish like you. I haven't written any books yet, but <laughs> maybe one day I'll have one. <laughs> maybe it'll be on the shelf near yours, your, your bookcase, you know, but but, um, you know, I think that what happens is we go to bed at night and we toss and turn. And sometimes people say, oh, that's menopause. No, it's not menopause. And it's not a, a busy mind. It's the fact that we are feeling called, that we're feeling called to live life on our own terms, because I use that sentence as well. And for me, living life on my own terms is... Um, shining unapologetically, like not, you know, not, uh, I've had people say, why do you dress up like that? Or I'm not today, but you know, if I'm going somewhere like tone it down, no, I'm not going to apologize for the way I appear. I like wearing red lipstick. You can mm -hmm. find me if you're, if we get separated, you can look up and see hair standing up and red lips, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> right. But that's, this is who I am. So I am not yeah. going to downplay who I am because I like uh, makeup and lashes and, and, and glamour. That's just the way I was born. 
but it's also about fulfilling what I feel is my life's purpose. And I know that you're very purposeful, Hina. And, um, you know, for you, when or how did you feel that calling? Do you remember exactly when? I know you shared a little bit about when Mark was ill. I definitely felt like, oh my gosh, there was so much more I need to do and I need to do it right now, even though I have a dying husband and two very young kids and two cats, you know? And sure enough, it took me years to start this. But what about you? When or how did you feel that calling, that invitation? When I was, I think it happened. I could not um, say that one incident or one experience where it all happened. I think it was a pile of different experiences that got one uh, after the other, after the other. And it just, you know, built up, built up that for me. So, um, like it started from the very young age uh, uh, in my childhood. And then as I grew up, I, I like you said that I was not there to fit in. And actually, I never fit in. I was a shy. I was introverted. And then I had. Uh, oh I, was, I used to be. <laughs> so I, let's just stop there for a minute, because this is making me laugh. Last oh, week, yeah. I interviewed a gentleman. It went live now today. He is a podcaster also, like you. Mm-hmm. And he told me he was an introvert and shy also. He has now <laughs> interviewed 300 strangers, one of which was me. And so um, that is that is very funny. So if you're listening and you feel that you would classify yourself as someone who's right now at this given moment shy or an introvert, Uh, you have Hina to look at and see how she shifted that very, it it looks like very natural on you. I mean, you travel around the world, you're speaking to people you don't know, and you have a podcast around the world. So, um, so there's hope for all of us. Yes. (laughs) It's just that, um, you know, there's a passive transformation that happens when we are just growing. I love to say this, that we are not here on earth to uh, for holidays, right? We are here. We we have been sent because we needed to uh, learn a few lessons. We needed to transform, right? We needed to uh, make some difference. So the first difference that we make is in our own life, right? And then, then the journey starts from there. Because if we can't make a difference in our own life, then definitely we can never make a difference in anybody else's life. So right. it starts with us, ourselves. So as uh, when my, uh, you know, being a girl child, uh, you know, just having to live uh, through a very different kind of circumstances and situations, it just made me this way. I grew up like that. But then I think the introvert is, I still am an, I'm an introvert. Um, and I would also like to add that introversion does not mean that you have like lack of confidence or you can't talk. Right. Correct. Uh, this is just that you like your own space, right? You, uh, if you ask me, I can, uh, I can be with strangers and talking, talking, talking <laughs> all day long. But at the end of the day, I need my space, right? If you yes. say 24 by 7, you just, you know, be with people. 
I want to be with myself. I love my company, man. So this is something very important for me. So introvert, uh, by introvert, I mean that, of course, I love my own company. I need my uh, time with myself, uh, doing things that, uh, you know, that uh, do not include any, anybody else. Right. right. So this is all about introversion that I, I believe. So I still am an introvert, but shy. I don't think I'm shy anymore. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't think you're shy. <laughs> no. And, and, and I do want to, that's a great point because my husband, well, there's four of us in the family, right? Mark, uh, Kai, who's now 20, and Sonia, who's now 16. And the three of them very much need their alone time. And I learned that very quickly as a newlywed, like, where are you going? He was going to his man cave, which really wasn't a cave because we didn't have a lower level and we didn't. So it was very funny because I'd be following him and he'd be like, no, 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 no. So um, and it wasn't for me until I was a little bit older, I would say, yeah, much older because I was married then that I find that. There has to be a balance and each person, like we said earlier, you mentioned it is unique yeah. and finding that balance, especially, you know, when you're like you out there in the world, helping people transform in the way that you do, whether it be your one-on-one -on -one work, your group work, or through podcasting and, and being an author, you need to like refuel is what I say for me. It's spending time alone, but really it's spending time in the sunshine. So I have to, my time alone is during daylight where I go to the yard. And yesterday it was funny because Cleopatra, my German shepherd, who's now 11 and a half, was mm -hmm. barking at me, barking at me, barking at me. So I said, okay, let's get up. Walked out of the office into, okay, you want food, water? No, the door is open. What do you need? And yeah. she walked me into the yard. And it was for me to take a moment and really sit there. And I did. I sat there and prayed and meditated. And I don't think I was out there very long, maybe 20, 30 minutes. But it refueled me to come mm -hmm. back to my desk and do what I was preparing to do. And um, I think that's a great point that we all have to make sure that we take that time to uh, refuel, to reconnect to, I don't know, there's probably words you would use that are different. What would they recharge be? Ourselves. Yeah, just recharge. You know, recharge our batteries. This is like everybody has their own unique, uh, you know, ways and styles to do, do that. For me, uh, one more thing works is that every, uh, every few months I would go somewhere <laughs> uh, solo. Yeah travel right so it's like it it uh, re-energizes me it recharges my batteries and when i come back i'm much more uh, ready to work much more productive and stuff i would not i've stopped using that word productive anymore because i don't use that word anymore uh, being in flow is more of the kind of yes. word that i like to use right <laughs> because that that explains that is even more productive than anybody could imagine right yeah. for me in flow is I get these intuitive hits of what's next. I see things that were missing or loopholes in, in my business or working with a client. So yes, in yes to that. I'm going to write that in, in caps to flow versus uh, productivity. Yes. 
Yeah, so this is this is very important. And as a woman, uh, it's it's very important to get in touch with our own selves and have our own time and put ourselves first and um, you know just listen to our own needs and de- de- dreams and desires first. When we fill ourselves so well, then we can give to the world, right? To the people yeah. around around us. If we are doing uh, things from a place of resentment, from a place of unhappiness or, you know, uh, then we are just creating negative energy for the other people who we are, you know, <laughs> doing it for. <laughs> right. That whatever I do for anybody around me, it has to come with, you know, joy, with happiness, with pleasure, with sincere uh, gratitude, uh, yes. with some certain degree of warmth. Otherwise, there's no point doing anything. And it's just going to create a negative energy for the other people. So definitely it's not going to serve anybody for that matter. And I think sometimes what I've seen in the in the years of now 20 years of working with women is sometimes it brings upon resentment. Yeah. And um, that's something heavy. You know what I mean? And it, resentment takes us away from flow because I think of flow as your wings. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm a visual person. So I totally feel like being in flow is not being in a box. It is you having wings. And if you feel resentment, that is like having 40 boxes uh, and you're in bits and pieces, your elbows in one box, your shoulder is in another and like you're, you're so disjointed. Um, Love that. So, yeah. So thank you for giving me that image because I've never had that before. I'm going to come back and write notes on that myself. But um, so I'd love to ask you now because I know you do amazing things in this world. And that's why I'm so mm-hmm. excited that you're here with me and that I got to meet you as a guest on your show. I'd love to hear about your dream job mastermind, if you don't mind sharing, because just even the title um, makes me smile from the inside. <laughs> and I think that sometimes because of those boxes and because of what we're expected to be as a woman, we think that we can't have, or maybe we, we're not worthy. Maybe that's the right word. We're not because of centuries old, you know, junk. We're not worthy of having that dream job or being able to dream. So that title alone just brings me on, like we could probably talk for a day about that, but I know you need to get to bed at some point. So can you, can you explain a little bit about that? How, how do you work with people? When does it start? Oh, everything that you can share with us. Thank you very much for asking this question. I would love to talk about that because this is what I stand for. Yes. Uh, being in the right place, right, being in the right culture, work cultures, and to be able to dream, right? As I said, uh, you know, we just talked a bit uh, before that uh, we have learned to to settle for anything that comes along, you know, that comes um, uh, to our way, like comes our way. Now, uh, when we have learned that behavior to settle, uh, it is showing up everywhere. As children, how many times we uh, were given that liberty to ask for the specific birthday gift or you know, what do you want? <laughs> or what we wanted for a, a festival or, you know, celebration. Mm-hmm. Whatever we we got, we we were expected to be, uh, you know, to 
to accept that. Uh, mm-hmm. So now that's the nature, right? That the collective psyche. <laughs> that's yes. yes. This is something that's happening. That now we have learned very well to settle for things, right? Whatever comes our way, we will take it. We'll accept it. And then we will keep on complaining and blaming. That's a different story. But then we will make it. <laughs> so this is what's showing up in our jobs and in our relationships in everywhere. If you, we, mm-hmm. we look at that closely. So as we're talking about jobs right now, so let's talk about, let's stick to that. People take up any job because they have bills to pay, right? They have to take up a job because this is what they have got education for. Mm-hmm. Now, when... Uh, they have taken the job and after five years or 10 years, when they keep on doing, you know, uh, keep on blaming, cribbing and not liking the job, buses are toxic, job is not giving that uh, satisfaction, but still they will not leave it because they have bills to pay. And of course, that's a valid reason too. Mm -hmm. Now I want them to give, uh, I want to give them a new way to look at it, right? This is like, Mm -hmm. they have, uh, a choice to be specific mm-hmm. about what kind of job they would like to take up, you know, mm-hmm. in their corporate careers. And what is it that, uh, you know, that, um, what, what are their, uh, unique talents and gifts mm-hmm. based on that yes. you can take up a job, right? So if you are doing something that is not your natural gift or natural talent, you are not, you're very less likely to progress in that, to, you know, to Absolutely. perform that with joy and fun. So it's very important that you be in the right kind of place, right kind of work culture where you are appreciated and not judged. Mm-hmm. So if you are in a place where, uh, you know, again, exquisite, exquisitely aligned place, yes. uh, then you are going to, uh, you know, make much more money, uh, have mm-hmm. better job satisfaction, uh, mm-hmm. climb the corporate ladder faster. So right. all that's going to happen. So Dream Job Mastermind is all about, uh, you know, giving them the clarity. What is it that they yeah. really want specifically? Don't be afraid to be specific about what is it that you, that you want, right? And it's sometimes very, you know, hard for people to even imagine what is it that they want. Right. Just, they would not even like to describe what is it that they want. If I ask them to visualize, like, you know, what kind of empl- what kind of employers are there around you? What kind of colleagues you want to have? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Uh, you want to have in your next workplace, they have that problem to even visualize that. So if you can't even visualize, how can you make that happen? So this is something that we do in Dream Job Mastermind. First is the clarity work. We do a lot of clarity about uh, what dream companies do you want to work with? What kind of dream job role you have? And I give them tools to do that. And then the next thing comes up, that is the mindset. Where, because, you know, you, you know that, of course, that, uh, whenever we set that worthy goal for ourselves, next moment, uh, mm-hmm. that voice comes up that, who are you to, 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 to you know, to right. ask for that, to dream about it. So mm-hmm. the, that inner voice, that is the critic voice. Mm-hmm. So then we, we handle that, you know, mindset work and then the lots of stuff like it goes on with interviews, with resumes, uh, customization of the resumes and, networking and all that stuff. So this is basically it. And I'm so happy and proud of this program. It's a 90-day challenge. It is. And uh, this is a guided uh, 90-day job hunt challenge. Mm-hmm. And I I guide them through this challenge from week one to week 12. 
And um, this is like once they come out of the uh, Dream Job Mastermind Challenge and they do the work that I, uh, you know, tell them to do, they come out with a with their dream job, with a high paying salary. Yeah. So we also work a lot of, uh, you know, we do a lot of work around money mindset because mm-hmm. career and money are siblings. Yes. Uh, <laughs> because um, their money mindset is distorted. So, mm-hmm. and of course, that goes uh, into our past, right? What kind of right. childhood we have survived? What kind of money issues that we have seen? So mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people hate money because they, they find it that it's, you know, uh, it's the root of all evil or it's being yeah. greedy and stuff. So it's just not that. Money is just the energy which is there to fuel, you know, to fund your ideal lifestyle. That's mm-hmm. it. Take it yeah. as, as it is. Uh, so this is all we do in Dream Job Mastermind. And, mm-hmm. and I would like to invite people to join. Um, uh, you know, it's by invitation only. So mm-hmm. we can't help everyone. So this is like uh, they need to contact us and then we look at their resume and stuff and then we can we can uh, give them like send them an, an invite to join if we mm-hmm. think that we can help them so this mm-hmm. is all about the job mastermind yes that's awesome and um i lo- i love everything about it and i gr- agree with you wholeheartedly i believe that we each have these gifts and now that i have a my daughter is a junior in high school here in America. So she one more year of high school and then she can go to college, which is the path she'd like to go right now. Um, and we support that. But, you know, I keep saying to her, like, let's look at your gifts and your talents first mm-hmm. before you start looking at colleges and careers, because you might think this sounds lovely, but it it's not in your wheelhouse. Like what do what comes naturally do what, comes so easily, which I think you would agree with, you're not in your head, that that you can't imagine people are going to pay you as much money as they do. And you would wake up and do this for free day after seven days a week, right? Because I think that's how you feel about your career, is that you are using all your gifts and talents, Hina, and it, it shows in the work that you do. and And people pay you a lot of money because I like to think of it. Right. And, uh, because you're able to help them transform. And the thing you were saying about, you know, the mindset I think is really powerful. We, we spoke slightly about the naysayers, right. In life. Sometimes we ourselves are our own worst naysayer. You know, it's not someone, it's not someone outside. It's us saying, well, well, you can't, who are you to dream that big, right? You said that. And, and um, it's because of those societal norms, again, pulling us back to thinking of the way we were maybe raised as a child. So that kudos to you, the information for that will be on the link. So please uh, let Hina know and apply because I know that you will transform to a place that, um, you've never dreamt of, let's say it that way. And then Hina, because I know I have to let you get to sleep. If you don't mind pulling a card from your tin, the opening to possibilities cards, anyone, whichever one calls to you today, and then tell us which card you picked and read the statement. And then if you want to pick one of the questions to answer, that would be phenomenal. I'd appreciate it. 
first of all, I would like to thank you for this. And I got this gift and it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful that I've started journaling uh, to the, like, you know, uh, to the prompts that I get uh, yeah. one card each day and I do that. So, yes, I would love to do that. Let, let me see what comes here. Oh, my God. I can't believe it is travel. <laughs> That's perfect. I couldn't, I was trying to think which one is, is going to show up. That is ideal for my Indian friend, my Indian female friend with wings. Travel. That is ideal. Go ahead. Sorry. Wow. And I can't believe that, Gina, it's happening. You know, as wherever we are together, some kind of miracles are happening. I, I see that oh them happening all the time. But I was not expecting this card at all because... Uh, no, me neither. <laughs> I forgot that was in that, that, um, that tin. We have now two tins, but I forgot that that was in that tin. So, um, yes, I'm laughing, Hina, because I was thinking... Uh, miracles do happen when we're together. Uh, could you imagine if we lived closer, what would be happening? <laughs> I'm sure, and I'm just, you know, uh, waiting for that to happen. Yes, exactly. I can't wait for you to tell me. I'm here. I'm in California. <laughs> Come pick me up. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I keep interrupting you. Sorry. No problem. This is the card uh, which says travel and travel is something that I love to, I love to travel at different places. Uh, uh, three to five times a year, I travel solo for a month or two. I just, you know, go uh, somewhere and I come back home. <laughs> so where do you love to travel? So first I would like to read that travel opens you up to possibilities and broadens horizons. So yes, I truly agree with that. Where do you love to travel? Uh, I love to travel places, uh, you know, I love variety, right? So it's just not that a certain kind of place, but I would love to experiment with different places. And you know that my next is going to be perhaps Thailand, uh, because I'm going to fly there to get my US visa. From ah. <laughs> yeah, so this is where I'm going to uh, travel. I think Thai Thailand, I would love to travel next. Uh, what is your fondest memory? Okay, my fondest memory is when I stayed, um, when I was in France, I would say, uh, yeah, I was at Lyon, I was staying there. Uh, it was like, I used to go to my friend's school and uh, they were like, you know, different kind of languages, people, this variety of people, a lot of people from all around the world, because of yeah. course, a French school is not something that the French people would not, you know, need, would not join that. <laughs> so the people all around, from all around the world, there were German people, there were, uh, you know, Britishers, there were Americans and Spanish, a lot of them, Italians. So I used to love that. This, this was a beautiful memory. Like it just transformed me a lot being in, you know. Uh, yeah. in togetherness with so many different kind of people. But what's ne next on my wish list is uh, US, uh, as you know. So yes, this is something amazing. And I'm going to journal on these prompts, I think tomorrow morning. I'm, I'm just taking this one out. Yes, good. Awesome. Well, thank you. That is, it. it's very funny that you should pick that card. Well, it's not funny. It, it's meant to be. So yeah. thank you, Hina. Um, you really... Thank you for giving a voice to the things that need to be spoken about as a woman. 
as an Indian woman, as a spiritual leader, as a um, coach, as an author, as a podcaster, I'm missing a few things, as an aunt, right, as a daughter. Um, and so all these hats that you wear and you're able to have the courage to know yourself so intimately and have that awareness that you can continue to share and help others transform in the way you do, like the Dream Job Mastermind. Um, I am very grateful and proud to be able to call you a friend. And I am looking forward to us having time together here in America, because I know we talked about that via email. And um, thank you for everything you do. Is there any, do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share? I would like to thank you very much, Tina, for inviting me today and for your connection, because whenever I am with you, I feel that uh, soul-sisterhood connection, and it's it's really special. Uh, I am a very spiritual person. You know that I... You know, you know that um, I believe in all that energy kind of stuff. So I know that your uh, yours and my energies are you know somewhere aligned exquisitely. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's why we are able to gel and we are talking. You know, we are meeting uh, again after the, you came on my show, and then it's it's just happening now. So thank you very much. And you could understand all that, all those thoughts behind whatever I'm doing and whatever I have done so far. Mm -hmm. Because uh, you have lived this similar kind yeah. of perhaps experiences, right? So as you, yeah. we talked about uh, your journey with uh, you know with after your husband fell, uh, mm -hmm. so we talked we talked about all that, and I really appreciate you for the kind of work that you are doing. You said that I am doing a great work, and uh, right. so are you. It's like. Thank you. Transforming people's life is something that is uh, that is not the kind of work which is not given to everybody, right? <laughs> choose some special people to for this task because it needs a certain degree of compassion, empathy, and you know um, some really uh, unique uh, uh, you know feelings inside of you that mm -hmm. that God picks you for for this kind of work so yes i know that you're doing an amazing job i i uh, too i'm doing some great job to transform people around me the way i transform my life i want to transform other people's life but then i would like to say uh, as my last words that here on, on the show mm -hmm. right now that of course you are there to be to help people grow i'm there to help people grow and change but then they need to take that responsibility themselves yeah. because nobody can change you unless you want to. So yeah. uh, this is really important that you take that calling, uh, you know, because universe is sending you callings just all the time because whenever we see that any kind of tough experience, any kind of tough illness, uh, we it's very normal for us to, you know, to panic and to blame God and to, uh, to just feel that terrible. But if we could see that, you know, compassion from God uh, was mm -hmm. just, you know, giving us that enlightened path that, okay, fine, this is the possibility for you. This is what you need to learn. Just learn your lesson and move on. So then things happen, then miracles happen. And uh, people need to do that. And on this Women's Day, I would love to say that all the women out there, just 
be in your power you are the diva you are the most gorgeous <laughs> uh, creature in on this world and the, there have been battles for fought on you so don't uh, <laughs> don't uh, you know play small you are not small so it's mm -hmm. it's time that we need to take our power back from everywhere everybody in the world i i agree was there more sorry I, I get so excited. Um, and I would add to that, and, and because uh, we always do gel, but um, one thing I didn't get to say earlier that when you were saying this, I feel like needs to be spoken is what I'm getting intuitively, is that like you, changing jobs and people then looking and saying, oh, maybe she doesn't take her career seriously. I would have to say, I, experimented and explored many different things. As I became a mother, I was mostly a, a stay-at-home mom, which is a career, a lifelong career with no um, uh, no health insurance, and no, no days off and things like that. And my mother always told me that and then I realized what she meant. Um, but yet it was, it, it's one of the most things I'm proud of. I'll never win mother of the year because I'm not putting my name in the hat. You know, my kids, my daughter would tell me, you're not, you're not the nicest mom. No, I'm not here to be nice. I'm here to groom you to be whatever it is you're called to be. But what I wanted to share about that, Hina, is because like you, um, I think there are other women like you and I who maybe have done multiple different things, exploring, experimenting, um, uh, pl playing. I want to use the word playing, which I know a lot of people think, oh, there's no time to play. But I think as an adult, we need to play. We need yes. to keep a little bit childlike in our heart, in our mind, in our, it, because these things that we go through that you were alluding to are not always easy, but if we could play with them and say, what is this about? You know, what I'm looking up for those of you who are not on YouTube, but, um, you know, questioning and having the words that you used earlier, awareness is number one. I learned that very quickly as I started practicing and then, um, teaching yoga, awareness is key. And then I think intention, right? Having the intention of what, what are we here for and what am I building, you know, what, how am I serving others in a way that's not being nice, right? Not the nice word that we were taught as little girls, right? Um, but serving in a different way. So if you are hearing this right now, and you're wondering here on uh, National Woman's Day, that maybe your life has been similar to Hina and I, where you felt a little that you didn't fit in or a little unusual or unique um, mm -hmm. and that you've experimented and explored many things and you've been nice in your life or maybe you were a rebel going against the niceness because the niceness didn't feel right. Then you rebelled against it and and uh, that's tiring too. So um, maybe you're tossing and turning at night and feel called for something more. Um, and so with that, I would invite you to reach out to both of us because that's what we're here for. And Hina and I both operate under the same, uh, as I think 
you can see we're very similar, even though we're around the world distance wise at the moment, as she gets her, her visa will be together. But, um, but that if we are not right for you, we are able to connect you with the right people because uh, we love people and yeah. we are very transparent in what we offer, how we can help and being honest, as she said, in telling you I'm not the right person or I'm, I'm really, I can't assist you in the way that I'd like you to be assisted. And, um, and that is why I have Hina with me today. And so in gratitude, I'm going to say thank you from my entire heart, Hina, for the work that you do, for the person you are, for how you appear, for the voice that you give to, um, to what we both agree is transformation. And uh, I forgot to hit on the point that you made about as much as we love to help people transform if the naysayer in them is not allowing them to move past and shift that mindset, there's really nothing you and I can do except go back and pray about it, right? And send love and light is what I like to say. And you know, sometimes timing is everything, right? So Hina works all year round, um, even when she's traveling. And so uh, please know if today right now is not the right moment, take her information and connect with her and apply when it is, because that is what she's here to do. And that is how she is able to serve in such a big, amazing way. And thank you, Hina. I really, uh, from the bottom of my heart, am so happy to have had you here with me today and on such a special occasion and for the transparency you uh, always come with and the love and passion that you have. For me, that's you and your power, you being your authentic self. And um, and with that, all the information for Hina will be below. Please reach out to her and apply. Until next time, be exquisite.